This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Thomas Randall has had a busy couple of weeks testing his new Ford Mustang and picking up the Peter Brock medal, along with jumping in the Saab sports sedan. Yeah, that was uh, an awesome weekend. Um, it was so great just to do a state round and, you know, there's just no pressure. Great to spend the weekend with Dad and the guys, get the get the Saab out. You know, that that, um, that car was built in 2009, so... Thomas Randall is our guest this week on... Thomas Randall on Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock, and I'm joined by Tom Randell, fresh back from Sydney, and uh, another run, uh, or just a, uh, a few laps, uh, in your uh, new mount for 2023. Yeah, good day, Tony. It's, um, yeah, it's been a pretty busy few weeks for myself, and yeah, just got back from Sydney yesterday from the pre-season, not the official test, with all, all 25 cars there. Um, yeah, the day was probably more eventful for myself than other people. We had uh, we had a bit of a throttle issue, um, which I think, you know, they're still trying to work out how to fully solve that. Um, but, yeah, we lost a fair bit of running in the, in the, in the morning session. Uh, I think we only did about 10 laps, and it was, well, all the laps I did, it was wet. So, uh, yeah, didn't set a dry time, and then, in the afternoon session, uh, yeah, we got out and did, did a bit more running, um, which was nice. But yeah, that, that's it for me now. The next time I'll be behind the wheel of the of the new Mustang will be uh, on Friday at Newcastle. You're you're not getting a test uh, next week, then. Walkinshaws, Ray Jones, they're going to uh, Winton next week, aren't they? I believe so. Well, I definitely know Walkinshaw are, but it's I've already done my shakedown and my two test days, so the. Yeah, most people will do two test days and their shakedown prior to Newcastle, and we've done all that, albeit we lost about four hours running yesterday from the throttle dilemma, so um, who knows? Who knows what will happen? This stage, from my knowledge, is, uh, yeah. Well, I understand the problem was a, a late change initiated by supercars to the mapping in that it was brought on on the uh, morning of your, uh, your initial run at Sydney Motorsport Park was the installation of a uh, change to the mapping, engine mapping, and that was then changed back to the older one, and bingo, the problem went away. So it seems a rather bizarre thing to be uh, landing that on your doorstep on the very day that you're having your first run 
had an official test day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Look, the, the powers that be obviously make the changes, and they're, they're I guess they're getting a lot more data than, than we are. We're just looking at our cars, and they're seeing all the twenty five cars on the grid. So you know, it's an ongoing thing at the moment. And uh, I know that they're taking the cars uh, to well, they're revacating the cars. I think next week. So yeah, there's still a fair bit to to play out at the moment. I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to change or if anything's going to change for Newcastle, but um, yeah, it seems like there's it's all hands on deck at the moment from from supercars, Ford, and uh, and you know and, and GM as well. So it's uh, yeah, lucky for me, I just got to hop in and drive the car and <laughs> and uh, give them my feedback. Now, one of the things that I happened to spot, and I didn't read the article, but there was some mention where you talked about it had the feel of a Formula Ford. Now, obviously, it's a very different car because it's it's not rear-engined and it's not a little open-wheeler, but there are handling significant sort of things that reminded you of a Formula Ford. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so like in the old, oh, in the car of the future car, for example, at Turn 5 at the sweeper at Winton, you'd sort of carry quite a lot of speed and, and, and if anything, you'd understeer from trying to carry so much speed and then they obviously had a lot more aerodynamics. Uh, whereas with the new cars, you're sort of going in there and the car's a bit loose, moving around a lot more. So, yeah, it's in that sense, I mean, look, there's really nothing similar about a Formula Ford in terms of, you know, different tyre to open-wheeler to a tin top, engines in the back, you know, it's a V8 compared to a four-cylinder. But in terms of, yeah, in that specific part of the track, you know, a few... A few corners, it feels like, you know, you're really relying on the mechanical grip a lot more in this car um, because they have reduced the aero by, you know, nearly 65%. So in that sense, relying more on the yeah, mechanical grip, it's kind of like a Formula Ford. Um, one of the things I heard was that while the overall um, downforce on the Mustang and the Camaro may be equivalent, you've got significantly less on the front of the – or rather on the rear of the um, – a Mustang, and consequently, it moves around a lot more in the back end. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I believe that's the that's the case at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, it's hard to know what, if they're going to try and rect, uh, change that. Yeah, like I said, they're, they're taking the cars again to get re re catted. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what what's going to happen, but that's the general understanding for those that have driven both. And and yeah, that's what I guess they say the Ford is looser in the rear end. So. Um, whether or not it's something we can tune up with the setup, but uh, yeah, I guess it makes it uh, you know a bit more challenging for the drivers. But look, even watching the the Chevs, I guess they move around a fair bit too. So um, yeah, we'll we'll just wait and see what uh, what comes out in, in the next week or so. Given that you did get sort of fifty something laps in the afternoon running, um, did you get a chance to uh, run in traffic, so to speak, to to get a feel for how the car is compared to the old one? Not really, no. But I think some other people have, and from what I've heard, it's I think it's it's better than the old car. So that's obviously a step in the right direction. But yeah, we haven't. I personally get to follow another car closely uh, yesterday when we were testing. So yeah, um, I guess I'll find out on lap one of uh, of Newcastle <laughs> on the on the Saturday. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, still a lot of unknowns. But in in a way, it's. It's it's pretty exciting as well. Indeed, it is. And talking of exciting, you had a chance to get into your father's uh, old Saab, the Saab Chev, at the Sports Sedans at Sandown at the weekend, and you uh, cracked a new record again. Yeah, that was uh, an awesome weekend. Uh, it was so great just to do a state round and 
you know, there's just no pressure. Great to spend the weekend with Dad and the guys and get the get the Saab out. You know, that that, um, that car was built in 2009. So um, we had a lot of fun and, and, you know, we really wanted to try and get the lap record. That was apart from just doing some general driving and, and keeping sharp. Yeah, the, the, the ultimate goal was to try and crack beat the lap record, which we managed to do on the Sunday morning. So just a, just a credit to all the guys um, for, you know, putting the car together and like I said we hadn't run it for about 15 months and it was nice to get it out and uh yeah hopefully we can do maybe a couple more rounds here or there throughout the year depending on on the on the calendar and and what what can work so yeah it always puts a smile on my face driving that car one of the things of course also about the weekends is that as you talk about in state rounds there's so much less pressure on you and it's just the enjoyment of actually driving a car without having to do interviews and sponsors and all the myriad of things in a weekend that you've, you've pulled in every direction. Uh, I, I always love it when people start talking to me, people who are outside the industry, and they start saying oh, about how, you know, drivers, what a great life they lead. And I go, would you like to be Greg Murphy going and doing a Kmart appearance or Garth Tander going and doing a Red Rooster chicken store appearance? I don't think you would really. <laughs> No, look, it's it's. It, I enjoy that sort of stuff because at the end of the day, I was I was a big fan once. But on the weekend, it was it was good, you know. Like it was great to see that you know it's grassroots racing, everyone helping each other out, and you know I was cooking bacon and egg rolls for the guys and making lunches each day. So um, you know, it was just such a nice weekend just to enjoy together, and um, you know, the car ran faultlessly as well, which was a bonus and. And yeah, everyone's just really, really friendly at at those rounds, and, and you know, it's it's a, they're well run events. You got great categories, some great up and coming talent as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be great to see where some of the drivers in at the state round on the weekend will be in you know five years. In, indeed, it will. And just thinking of that, of course, this is coming up to your second full time year in supercars, um, having won the uh, Super Two Championship in nineteen twenty. Twenty, yeah. You've got that that enjoyment this this year of a bunch of new guys coming in, guys though who are well credentialed, well experienced, and just haven't run in supercars um, in the full season. Those being guys like Declan Fraser, who won Super Two last year, Cameron Hill, and of course Matt Payne. Those three guys stepping in are all bringing great amount of experience and. It's that youthful enthusiasm that you brought as well in your first year coming to the series. Um, I imagine that you'd look forward to racing those guys as well. Oh, I mean, look, it's last year I learnt so much and, you know, there were a lot of highs and lows in my rookie year and some moments that I hope don't happen again. But, I mean, I felt like we just got stronger and stronger throughout the year and, um, yeah, we had obviously had the crash in practice at, at Adelaide, but um, I felt like we were really heading down the right path and, I feel like, you know, if we can head out at Newcastle where we left off last year, that's going to put us in a really good position. And, yeah, it'll be good racing against those guys, you know. I've raced against Cam back in Formula Ford. Um, yeah, I haven't really raced against Matt Payne, but, um, you know, he's pretty quick uh, in, um, in uh, you know, in the Super 2s. So, um, yeah, it should be uh, should be an exciting year. And, and also Declan Fraser, my new teammate. So he's... He's been pretty pretty cool to work with so far. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he, he goes in his rookie year as well. And, indeed, he missed out running uh, uh, yesterday because he had a, some sort of an infection or 
something that kept him out of the car, and his car was taken up by a bunch of your co-drivers, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so I think he's he's been under the weather at the moment, so it's not often a driver will miss a test day. Um, so yeah, he's not been well. So um, I think he's getting. I think he's on the up. Um, but um, yeah, we had well all our co-drivers there yesterday, and I think they all got to drive that the tradie cars. So they all got plenty of laps. If if there was a silver lining to that car, it was that all the coes got to get some good laps in the new in the new cars. Okay, one thing I haven't actually spoken to you about was that I went over to the New Zealand Grand Prix. I had an absolutely wonderful time, met a bunch of young drivers, and, of course, you being the 2017 TRS champion, no longer called TRS. You'd been caught up with that one, I suppose, that it's now the Castrol Toyota Regional, Formula Regional uh, Oceana Championship, which is a mouthful in itself. But um, it was wonderful to meet these young drivers. Like yourself, I was never there in 2017. I wish I had been, but... uh, it was terrific to see these young blokes uh, are performing well. Yeah, no, I mean that was um, yeah that was probably one of the highlights of my career, winning that championship back in 2017 against some yeah big names. Uh, you know, we had Pedro Pico, Richard Vashore, um, Ferdinand Hemsberg, Marcus Armstrong. So yeah, it was a good it's a good year to to win it. Um, and you know, like it's it's such a great series. You know, five weekends in a row at five tracks. Um, you just can't get that sort of racing at, at that time of year anywhere else, especially in in a car that's perfect for guys that are and girls that are wanting to race overseas. So it's um yeah such a great championship run by Toyota and and and, uh, and supported by Castrol. Um, yeah, maybe one day I'll be lucky enough to get in the commentary box with Jonathan Green if he uh, invites me over next year. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he will, and I'm sure as a Castrol ambassador that, that you'd be. More than happy to go along there. I, there were three young drivers who stood out um, in my book, and I, I met uh, met them all. Of course, the one who won the championship was Charlie Wirtz, the son of Alex, and uh, he did a fantastic job. But the other two that really stood out uh, when I met them both was Lauren Van Hopen, who won the Grand Prix, 17-year-old Dutch driver, and also Lewis Foster, who was Hunter McElroy's teammate this year in Next Indy uh, in Andretti team. And uh, by crikey, those young guys, as you well know, how that they can perform so well and that they did a fantastic job in the way, exposing the way they think about the sport. What, what are the uh, highlights that you took out of it, um, out of running in TRS and winning it back in 2017? Um, I guess, well, the, the, it's such a great trip, you know. I mean, like I said, five weeks, you're racing all around New Zealand in a row and you're in the car four out of seven days a week so what's not to love as a racing driver and you get to see such cool parts of New Zealand um, and, it, and it really teaches you to, how mentally strong you need to be especially to win a championship because it's so intense of a, of a championship that you just can't um, you just can't rest and uh, you know it's very easy to lose a championship it's a lot hard, harder to win one and um, you know I had a, such a great crew my engineer Hagen um, he'd just won the Formula Renault Euro Cup with Jack Aitken, I think, the year before, and, and my dad was my number one mechanic. Um, yeah, it was um, such a cool year, and, you know, we were going there to try and to win, and we managed to get it in the last race. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. And the, and the people you meet, the friends you make, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's such a good series, and, and, and like I said, it's such well run by Toyota. It is indeed. Okay, well, let's get back to uh, supercars. You said that uh, you're now uh, waiting for that first session on the Friday, looking forward to 
getting back into your Castrol 55 car. Were there any things that you highlighted in the running you did that uh, you needed to change in the way the setup of the ergonomics of the car? Um, I, f- I feel pretty comfortable with the car now, like in terms of the ergonomics. Um, we actually just put the seat insert from my old car into the new one. And uh, the good thing about the Gen 3 cars is they've got a, they've got a movable pedal box. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be great for co-drivers. And, um, yeah, I, f- I feel pretty comfy in the car. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens when I've got to do two 250K races, two 250K races in the, the Newcastle heat. So it's going to be, um, yeah, probably slightly different than than uh, running at a, at a rainy SMP. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. It's, you know, it's going to be tough for all the drivers. It's going to be exciting. And, um, yeah, it's at the moment it's a bit of an unknown. So, uh, yeah, in a way it's going to be going to be cool to see, um, see us finally on the streets of Newcastle after a three-year hiatus. and. Um, hopefully we can put on a, on a great show. I think I just should say one thing, that I have enormous respect for the drivers and the way in which they've tackled Newcastle in the past. I said it the other day when I was talking to Aaron Love, in that, you know, as you would know, that there's been a fair bit of rubbish thrown up about that track, but it's such a narrow track. But the great thing is, with few exceptions, um, and Simona Di Silvestro did a fantastic job when she drove there and driving one of the Nissans. She showed that uh, you could do passing down that S's on the seaboard side. I, I don't know. You should go back and have a look at it, mate, because uh, she actually yeah. did an absolutely wonderful job in that car. Yeah, no, she she's done. Yeah, she did some awesome passes in the in the um, nine degree right hand left hand section. All that. Well, it's kind of like a staircase section, like uh, like Adelaide. But um, no, hopefully we can put on some great racing. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting and. Uh, see who comes out on top indeed tom tom randall thank you for joining us on inside supercars look forward to catching up with you on the streets of newcastle and all the very best for a great year in the number 55 castrol mustang thank you very much tony look forward to a great year we'll see you at the racetrack soon indeed thank you tom inside supercars is produced by thunder media tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.